Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome to my second episode of my second season. All right. Um, today, I'll just be speaking about three realities of, of of what I've picked up in Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 31. So the, re- the first reality is the reality of life. And then the second reality is the reality of death. The third reality is the reality of the gospel. I've watched and listened to so many sermons in my life, right? Not that I'm really old. I'm just 25 years old. Um, that's like halfway to 50, but yeah. The majority of these sermons were on other topics than, than, than hell. Like they, they were not speaking about hell. They were, they, there's a lot of topics that people are preaching about. All right? I've heard so many preachers uh, preach more on the gospel, uh, not the gospel, but more on the love of God um, and, and, and not on the justice of God. More, they, they preach more on the mercy and grace of God and not on his wrath. This is not wrong, right? I'm not saying that it, it's wrong to preach on the, on, on the grace and mercy of God and on the love of God. I'm not saying that it's wrong. But um, God's wrath and justice are equally important. Some people wonder if hell is real and some people choose to deny that it is. This is because the reality is fear-mongering, all right? One thing that I've picked up in life is that when people don't want to believe in something, they 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 choose to say that it does not exist. <laughs> you understand what I mean? So some people would say that hell does not exist just simply because it is fear mongering. They're scared of hell and therefore they say it does not exist, thinking that when they say that it does not exist, that it is not a reality. Hell is a reality and heaven is a reality. Some of us might know of people who have written books on the experiences in hell or the experiences in heaven, all right? You, you, you might have seen things on YouTube, maybe videos on YouTube of people speaking about the experience in heaven and what they saw and, and the experiences in hell and how they felt and what they saw, all right? This, this, this dualism or this, this sort of like um, idea of, of, of heaven and hell um, is found in scripture. It, it is biblical, I once heard a question being asked by someone concerning God and his creation. The question was something along these lines. Why would God create people and send them to hell? While you think about that, let us turn our attention to Luke 16, verse 19 to 31. So here's the text. The rich man and Lazarus, all right? So it is a parable where Jesus is explaining the realities of heaven and hell, all right? The Bible says, There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that in your lifetime, remember that you, rather, in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here. And you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed in order that those who pass from here to you may not be able and none may cross from there to us. And he said, then I beg you, father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, 
No, Father Abraham. But if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be comfort, convinced, rather, if someone should rise from the dead. So what we're seeing here is that there's this reality of, of, of death and, and the reality of death is that in, in, there, there are two realities within within this um, situation, right? We see that these two men died and, and one went to Abraham's bosom and the other went to um, Hades, right? What, what, what we see is that the reality of life is there, right? They were, they were alive. Lazarus lived sort of like a bad life or not, not a bad life in per se, but his life was not all that good. He, he was covered with sores. He ate from, from other people's tables and whatnot. He was sitting at the gate and whatnot. And here's this rich man who, who, who ate sumptuously every single day. That, that's the reality of life. We see that there are so many people in the world, in the world who are living their best lives now, right? And there are people who do not have much to eat and people who do not have places to sleep, right? And also the reality of death where people do die, people, the same people who live in this world, who are living in, in, in different um, spheres of life, who, who are like rich, wealthy people and like poor people, right? They, they come to the end of their lives. Every single person dies, right? And we see also the, the, the reality of the gospel. So let me just, um, I'm not going to take long with this. I just want to um, sort of like explain um what's happening in in this text right so i'll be looking at the reality of life so the reality of life we see that uh, the rich man was dressed in purple and fine linen he ate sumptuously clothed with, with clothing that that was colored with tire and purple dye was really a good luxury the feasting was a daily activity this man ate like a lot of food and good food every single day and it would mean that in that economy where even the rich could afford to kill a calf only occasionally. So this man was really rich. This is the reality of life almost everywhere in the world. There are a lot of rich people who eat sumptuously on a daily basis and who are always dressed in expensive clothing. There are people who actually live for these, for, for these things. That people who wake up each and every morning chasing after such people who are living for money. People who are living for, for material wealth. There are people who eat without caring about the, the next person. Not even thinking if the next person might be hungry. There are people who, who wear expensive attire and do not think about who about the people who do not have any clothing. What we see in the in, in the, this reality, the first reality of life, is that there's some sense of um, pure self-centeredness, conceitedness, narcissism. Right? People are just narcissistic in some aspects of their lives. And what we see here is that the rich man had so much, but he gave little. Lazarus was poor. He was covered with sores. He was hungry. Dogs licked his sores. The condition that Lazarus had um, meant that he was unclean in those days. Like Lazarus was unclean. He had these, this skin condition, meaning that he was unclean. And he needed to be far away from people. The term used here uh, is in, in his description suggests that Lazarus would have been regarded as suffering from divine from divine punishment. People would have believed that Lazarus was really suffering from divine punishment. 
It is unclean as dogs came to lick him. The dogs licked his open sores. Um, likewise, the world is filled with poor, sick, and hungry people. That is the reality that we are living in. There are rich people, there are sick people, there are people who do not have much. Think these people seem to be hopeless in their life, in, the, in, their, in their time of suffering. They're really, really, really hopeless. But what we need to understand, right, is that there's a re- reality of death. Being rich does not mean, I just want to make this clear, this, be, being rich does not mean that you are going to hell and being poor does not mean that you're going to heaven. That is very clear in the sticks, right? I, I, I'm not trying to downplay the realities here. I'm just saying that being rich does not mean that you're going to hell. Money's not evil, right? Money's not, but the root of evil, of, of, of evil uh, uh, money is the root of evil, But having a lot of money does not mean you are evil. And being poor does not mean you're going to heaven. All right. So um, these people are are dead. They die. And then this man goes to, to, the rich man goes to, to Hades and Lazarus goes to Abraham's bosom. All right. So it's sort of like explaining the, the different realities after death when we're within um, the reality of death, rather that um, Lazarus is the one who went to a better place. And the rich man did not um, go to a good place. So what I, I want us to get to is that there is a lot to cover in in, in, in explaining um, what Hades is and what Abraham's bosom is. But what us what I want us to understand is that within death, what happens is that when somebody comes to 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 a point where they lose their lives, all right, when you die as a person and you did not accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the reality is that you are going to hell. That is what I, I was talking about and alluding to. That people are not preaching the fact that when you die without having Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are heading to hell. That is a reality. Like you really, you are really going to hell. All right. You're going to a place where there, there, there is constant torment for eternity. All right. So, so, so people who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ have been promised to go to heaven and be with God and have peace with God where there's no uh, wailing. There's no um, people crying. There's no, there's no pain in, in the presence of God. Um, right. So, so I just want to get into the reality of the gospel. We've seen that in Romans chapter 1 verse 16, um, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Right. So when, when, when Father Abraham in his text speaks about Moses and the prophets, he's, he's speaking about the whole Old Testament. The scriptures of the Old Testament are about Christ. Um, that is why Jesus Christ said he came to fulfill the, 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 the law and the prophets. These were about how Christ was bringing salvation into the world. All right. Luke 24, verse 24. The, the, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. So Jesus here is claiming that whatever is written in the, in the law of Moses in the first five books of the Bible, the prophets and the Psalms is about him. Law of Moses and the prophets Jesus came to fulfill. Matthew 5, 17, 17 says, Do not think that I, I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. 
Jesus fulfilled this by dying on the cross and resurrecting after three days. Matthew 12, 40 says, um, for just as Jonah was three days and in, in, in three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. John 3, 17 says, for God not sent his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. 2 Corinthians 5.21, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Romans 5.8 says, but God shows us his love, shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. John 14 verse 6, I am the truth, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So what I'm trying to say is that with the reality of life, you will live this life, and this life is only by the shadow, it is a mist. It, it is just a mist that is really um, um, short. This lifetime is really short. You living on this earth is really short and you will meet death face to face. And the question is, with you meeting death face to face, what is your reality going to be? Is your reality going to be with Christ or is your reality going to be in constant eternal torment in hell? A life outside of Christ that leads that that a life outside of Christ rather that leads to death outside of Christ equals to eternity outside of Christ. Heaven is not a place for people who are running away from hell. It is a place for people who love God. I hope this is very helpful. If you do have any questions, do hit me up on WhatsApp on 076-039-2707. Um, if you want to drop me an email you can drop me an email on k k u i t s i 76 at gmail.com it is what it is